take it away, Kylie. Yes, we're recording. Welcome back to Lady Blurred Sings the Blues. This is your girl, Kylie Too Smart, and sometimes B. We are a podcast where we explore current events, living our lives as two beautiful plus-size women who are Black and enjoy gaming and anime and all things relevant to nerd culture. All and things relevant to right? nerd culture. And our culture. Bunch of culture. All the culture. We are so blessed to have a guest, Miss Daniel McRae. Have to sing you happy birthday. All right, Ooh. you're much better than I am. Yeah. <laughs> happy birthday! Oh. What? We never say <gasps> happy birthday for Black Podcast. What are you doing, ma'am? We're not just okay. We're gonna have to excuse that and start. Happy off. birthday to yeah. We go. She has to sing happy birthday to herself. <laughs> happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday. Can you turn this light up. Happy <laughs> Now she's ready. She's ready. Oh my gosh. Yeah, happy yes. Thank you. Yeah. What's up? What was that? What'd you say? Sorry. Oh no, I was gonna how do you feel at your big age? <laughs> I feel like a bigger adult than I did last year. <laughs> great yes it feels one i i feel like so i turned 30 and i just feel like everything's amazing once you turn yes like i'm a boss i know what i want mm-hmm. nobody is just gonna be in my space doing whatever they want to do with their energetic time like not on my time <laughs> yes and like you're at the age where it's like everything's coming together and 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 life is like you know you you you're, you know what you want now because like when i was in my 20s i didn't know what i wanted and when i was in my 30s it's like Oh, wow, I actually know what I want now. And it's not like I have to like choose between this and that. It's like, it's now, it's like a, like a straight road. Like I know exactly what I want when I'm after. So it's 30 is a magical age. <laughs> it definitely is. And, you know, speaking of other things, uh, you know, you almost share a birthday with the creator of Sailor Moon, which is oh! <laughs> like her. I birth- love Sailor Moon. I love Sailor Moon so much. I know it's, Sailor Moon is foundational to all of our weepness. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Um, and so, like, it's kind of great that, like, you know, her birthday's on the 15th and, like, your birthday was last week. So it's, like, it, it, oh. it starts aligned, like, almost. It's, oh, like, you were... That's great. By the power of the moon. <laughs> no Yay. Here, right? Well, I mean... <laughs> so, you know, we have a part of our, our podcast called How's Your Week? Um, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually want to kick off like just how your how's your week been? If you've discovered anything cool, or if there's anything that you want to share that you've discovered during this week, it's it's yours um, to to take over. I will tell you something that's not cool. My light went out. Um, <laughs> we have this little baby light here. Looks like I'm about to tell a scary story. And it's light. Yes, I love it. it. I'm so here for it. It's like, are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> oh my god! I thought that- it's literally. Are you afraid of the dark? We can make it fire. That show used to legit freak me out and scare me. I know. There were a lot of creepy episodes in that show. It was like, oh, here's Inspector Gadget. Nice, good feeling. And then it was mm-hmm. like, it's nap time now because the grown kids are up and they're watching. And then you got goosebumps. Okay, wait, we don't have to talk about that. Um <laughs> that so weird, like especially with yes. the intro, like bum, 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 bum. Bum, bum. This hey, the song, the the theme was a bop. I'm not even gonna lie, it was a bop. It still is, but that show was something else. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like the dog episode. The dog episode. No, I didn't either. I didn't either. 
I more read the Goosebumps series than watched it. So then when I yeah. did it, it was extra freaky. Like I just Ooh. I like the 90s special effects too. <laughs> oh, they were they were the highlight. They were the highlight of the show, the those the special effects. <laughs> yeah, because we were like, oh, that seems so realistic. But now when you revisit it in like 2021, you're like, oh, that looks cheap. That looks terrible. <laughs> yes. But I love the corniness of it too, because like you know, also acting back then was much different. Than it yeah. Was mm-hmm. So like the acting was kind of gimmicky, and so you're like, oh man, I really fell for this shit as a kid. Backtrack <laughs> is so prevalent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ho ho ho! Yep. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was magical back then. Now it's like it was magical. Like you think back as a kid, and like you know, seeing as a kid, it's like a different kind of time seeing it now it's like now it's like I thought this was magical like what <laughs> yeah that's how I felt about like um that old Disney show or Disney movie it was like Halloween Town oh, oh. I, I watched that series at Halloween yeah Halloween Town felt really really magical and then like, mm-hmm. they had the ending where uh what was that main villain's name he was like he was like the guy dating the mom and like, oh gosh yeah and so like i remember i know you're talking about it was like really really terrifying um but like i just really loved everything about that show where it's like the grandmother comes in she's like everyone's like i love grandma because grandma uh-huh here with all the trinkets and all the new witchy stuff and mom <laughs> or witchy stuff we are not traditional in this household <laughs> <laughs> i really liked that show that really felt very magical as a kid mm. about you yeah I mean I just loved how they transformed the whole town and then for me I really liked like when things would go gray and they would make them normal how it would be all sad Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so um I guess moving on how was your week Kylie um my week I felt like it was really productive um I am like can't wait to get some skates and roll with it um, yes, one of my coworkers, like she is awesome, La Lucy. She'd be out here on her skates and she practices at work and mm-hmm. she's just like inspiring me to get some skates. Nice. Do it, girl. Do it. Live your life. It's gonna be the next thing. Mm-hmm. That's been um a quarantine activity. You know, right? I know yes. Yeah, I noticed a lot of people getting back onto their quads and like reliving their old like, you know, skating arena days. Uh-huh. <laughs> I that was my first job. <laughs> was it? Oh wow. Oh my god. Wait, was it the rink that's what was by uh Naval Postgraduate School? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So there was a there in, in the town that we're from, uh there was a rink that, that everyone would go to and skate. But I don't Ooh. think it was like ATL heavy, like uh-huh. you know, but it was a lot there was a lot of personalities I would come through and just groove to the music and stuff like I that. I love that. Yeah. That reminds me because I did that when I was kind of something like that when I was like in high school. There was a place uh, in LA called Montasia, and they had like laser tag and, and and arcades, and then they had the roller rink, which was my highlight. I would put my rollerblades every day. I would go every day after school, and I would just go on a roller rink with my rollerblades, and I kind of want to pick up my rollerblades again. <laughs> Good. Did you know how to skate backwards? Like no, I was afraid I'd fall on my butt, so I never tried it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna have to find the the little old like walkers that they used to have at like the skating rink, you know? Yes. <laughs> little plastic PVC <laughs> walkers for beginners. <laughs> it's gonna be me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I think that was the one thing I, I didn't take advantage of when I used to work at the skating rink was I was just a normie when it came to skating. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't get any of the lessons or anything like that. But I would see everybody skate backwards and they were so good at it. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to do that. And I would try to do it. And I was so slow. And then everybody. Oh, no. Be a <laughs> Aww. <laughs> but yeah, like, I think that'd be great for you to start getting into skating. It's always like a fun thing to do. This yeah. is a perfect time to do that too. Like with, with everything going on right now, this is a perfect time to like get back in. Cause I used to draw a lot and I started going back into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't drawn like in three years. So I took a long break from it and then voiceover came in. I got really busy and then I'm like, let me just pick it back up. I want to see if I can still draw. And now I'm just like kind of addicted again to drawing. So I think this is like the time to, you know, like do like nostalgic things or try new things. You know, even though we're kind of like little gerbils, <laughs> it's it's the perfect time to like try something new or go back and and uh, just like have fun. Yeah, go back to the old things that make you feel like right, right? Like that's mm-hmm. what I miss. I'm sure with you drawing, like you're like, oh, I remember as a kid drawing this all the time, and now I'm getting yeah. ready. Takes mm-hmm. like, take five minutes a day, and then over the time, I'm sure it improves, right? Oh, definitely. Well, so my family, I come from a family of like artists. So my dad, my brother, my sister uh, and I, we all used to draw um, when I was younger. And um, I think I touched upon this um, a while back with, with you, Veronica, where I think I did, but if I didn't, I'll cover it. Um, so before I took up, yeah, before I did voice acting, I wanted to uh, major in computer animation for video games. And I wanted to draw out character illustrations for video games and uh I drew a lot just because I wanted to get into it uh the video games uh, I wanted to work for at the time Squaresoft and college came around and I think I just burnt out I just couldn't do the art thing so I went to theater and then Eric kind of just had like a little hiatus I just didn't draw anything for a while and going back into it it's making me think I kind of want to go back and draw again <laughs> like seriously I feel like you've gotten so much experience with doing all of your voice acting that like at some point I wouldn't be surprised if you like design a bunch of like characters and then create kind of Ooh. it depends on how serious yes that's that's an idea that's an idea that's a great idea <laughs> yeah. I think that would be like wonderful yes um, yeah going to my week I think um I feel like I didn't really do much this week. I did everything this week. You do this all the time. You're like, I didn't do anything. And then it's like five projects later, she's still rattling off what she did. And I'm just like, (laughs) I did laundry. I wanted to say that I did laundry. (laughs) (laughs) I think I have like a week of laundry. Um, Did we talk about the vaccine last night? Uh, Yeah, a little bit. I had my second shot. You had... Oh yeah, I had, I had my first shot. I think I'm just really anticipating that second shot still. Mm-hmm. I think that's where I'm at. Oh, I guess what, how my week is. Yeah, I was like, my um, hair, my hair is different. I guess I can talk about that. I love the color in your hair. It's so nice. Thanks. So to be clear with those who can see it, when you guys see it later on YouTube, this was a week long process. Oh, <laughs> well, it looks great. Thank it you. looks great. Yeah, this is definitely homemade. <laughs> um, and I think the hardest part was Bleach. not over bleaching it. <laughs> mm. You know, 
curly hair is already like some people are like oh they're strong healthy curly hair but also curly hair can be really sensitive to yes chemicals so I was I was sitting there in the bathroom and I'm like I can feel the bag getting really worn from the bleach I'm just oh, like no. is this is this correct you know <laughs> is this correct <laughs> and so the first part I did was underneath the hair um, mm-hmm. and I said okay that took way too long for me so now I'm going to do the top part of my head the next day and then I did the mm-hmm. top part of my head and then I noticed I didn't get the roots so I'm like okay I need to go get the roots but I also learned that going from very very dark brown which is my natural color to like this color like it it took 30 minutes of with 30 de- 30 developer or whatever you want to call it mm. with then it turned out all brassy and then I'm like okay now how can I fix it without it looking super weird and brassy and mm-hmm. I got a I like tinty, the brassy look it looks uh, conditioner like so that made golden locks yeah Aww. like and now it's a really pretty like rose quartzy thing happening rose I love it I love it a lot thank you great job <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was a freak out because you see all those videos where like people really, really botch it. (laughs) Yeah. People coming out, you just see like mangled, like blonde, like burnt hair. And so like, I don't want to end up like that. So there was a YouTuber um, that I I watched sometimes. I forgot his name now, Um, but he would go and react to different like botched dye jobs. He was a hairdresser and he'd look and it's like, what's up? Brad Mondo. (laughs) I think that's him. Yeah. And he's like, girl, no, you can't do that with lavender. Like, I just marathon him. And I'm like, this is why I'm afraid to dye my hair and bleach it. Because I feel like he'd look, if I made a video and I put it on YouTube, he'd look and it's like, girl, you can't do that. You're doing it wrong. Like, it's like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was like. I was sitting there going like, I'm sorry, Brad Mondo. I'm so <laughs> sorry, Brad Mondo. I'm so sorry, Brad Mondo. And then afterwards, I'm like, actually... I don't think I'm that sorry. I think Brad would commend you, honestly. Yeah. Because it turned out, it turned out beautiful. You had a whole Scott Pilgrim moment. (laughs) You know, when she goes through her thing and like redoes her hair Mm -hmm. and then at the end, she's like, it looks so good. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, knives. I love that movie. I will never get tired of watching Scott Pilgrim. Never. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that was like the first movie I saw that had a lot of like video game like yes that I was like shut up people are doing this in film uh-huh stop it like I heard I heard like <laughs> coin noises and all the like nerdy references I never watched or I never read the comics but they did a great rendition with yeah it was so great like I love the comics and I really appreciate the movie it's so it's so beautiful and it, it it'll always hold up I feel it's just a one of those movies that you just can't you can't put down and oh my gosh I forgot Brie Larson's character she's my favorite uh, oh, in there Envy Envy Adams yeah I loved yeah. her <laughs> send you my love on a wire yes that yes I'm obsessed <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. I thought that X uh where it was the guitarist or the bass player yes him and Chris Evans's character, I'm like, they're the two hottest exes out of the whole group. They look <laughs> so cute. Too grown to be going out with her, honestly. Yeah. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> they look like they looked like they were like 
adult adults, you know, like they've been, oh, they've know, been grown, they've been grown for a while. They've been grown. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> that whole thing where she's like, I like older men, like that whole trope with she watched dating. Sailor Moon growing up. Definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she did. She did. She did. <laughs> oh man. That was such a weird age difference in Sailor Moon actually with the whole, like I'm in college and I'm dating like a freshly high school student, which as us as kids watching the show we're like we didn't think anything of it we well, like, yeah right we're like, and now it's like wait a minute that happened adult because you know as a child i didn't have regular access to it so if i watched episodes it was like at friends houses and so i never really got to see the whole series and i'm watching mm-hmm. it now and i just see it I'm, I'm so grown now the adult in me is like yes who let this happen who produced this it's like who let me watch this like <laughs> That wedding episode still gets me. Oh, the wedding. For the wedding mm-hmm. dresses. Yes. Oh, that was oh a time. God. That episode was a time. That was a time. And that definitely happened. And it was a time. I was like, they're like middle schoolers and high schoolers like competing for wedding dresses. And they get like their whole wedding like paid for. Mm-hmm. And they pay for the honeymoon and everything. And, and it's like a whole. Yes. And Sailor Moon. Yep, that was a time. <laughs> we'll rewatch it mm. yeah that's not i see like i'm already like anti like forcing people to like get eloped like that <laughs> and then what i mean is like you know how like when you're a kid everyone already like puts in that like idea like you're gonna be in a relationship when you're older or mm-hmm. is that your boyfriend like you know that whole like culture like growing up and you know like the adults are doing that or just picking fun at it but mm-hmm. still an internalized cultural thing oh yeah so they yeah. did the whole like purity white wedding dress virginal they did they went there they went there mm-hmm. they took it all the way yeah mm-hmm. now like this whole like it's even like ingraining like just gender roles in general like it, with the wedding dresses or saying that you're going to get married when you're growing up and then also putting little girls with like with like str- like ba- like baby dolls yeah yeah Mm -hmm. I I think I think it's just I think it's just a little weird to just force that on on little kids girls get Sailor Moon boys get Pokemon boys get Dragon Ball Z boys get Dragon Ball Z Dragon Ball Z yeah (laughs) but what's what's funny about the plot twist I'm sure you know this Danielle but like a lot of the boys or the men that are voice acted they're voice acted by women a lot of yeah oh yeah have you voice acted the other gender before? I have. So um, it's fun, but it also takes me back to when I was younger. I used to watch like cartoons or especially anime. And then if it's a little boy character that shows up, I always thought, oh, it's probably like they probably got like a really young boy come in and record this. And then like, I found out when I went to the industry, it's like, no, they're women. They come in and they voice these boys and they're great at it. And it's like, what? <laughs> like my mind was blown. It's like, that's cool, but what? That's great. And then when I started doing it, I'm like, okay, okay, this is great. This is cool. This is definitely something that I, little Danielle, would not have known that was happening. <laughs> yeah, like Naruto is voiced by a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, Believe it! Believe it! Nothing by I think there's like a lot of young, I think for a while Goku was also voiced by a woman. Goku, yeah, Goku was. Mm-hmm. Goku was voiced by a woman. I can't remember the voice actress's name, but oh goodness, yeah, like, both English and and I think also uh, Japanese. 
Japanese yolk, yes. Yeah. So it's crazy, like, how we watch these shows and, like, you know, these shows, like, to parents think, like, oh, it's so gender-specific, like, little it's girls, so mm-hmm. but really, like, behind the scenes, it's not really that at all. It's a different story completely behind the scenes, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any notable roles that you've done as the as the other gender? Um, I do have one, and it's from a show that I, I really love and I'll probably always love forever. It was called Moggy. Um, yeah. Yeah, Magi. So second season, I voiced a boy. His name was, uh, I said, a boy. <laughs> a boy. <laughs> His name was Orba. And um, when I was directed to voice him, or I auditioned for him, and I didn't think I was going to get it. And I was like, oh, we're going to bring you in. You're good. We'll bring you in. And my first direction was, have you seen the movie Hook? That was the first question I was asked when I got into the booth. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a classic. It's like, you know, Rufio? It's like, oh, okay, we're going Rufio vibes here so that entire time I was literally uh, channeling Rufio and I was voicing uh, Orba and when we were done this character I'm like no we've got to have more screen time right it's like no you're done <laughs> you're like no <laughs> but he's my little special boy I, I love I love Orba a lot and I love Moggy so much I had to go back into like the manga and I was like, let me read the manga and see where this kid is going. And he grows up and it's like, oh, oh, and he gets married. It's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> I was going to ask, um, as a voice actor, what is your relationship like with the characters that you're voicing? And, you know, how much of that do you have to find rooted in your own, you know, experience that you've had in your life? That's or a good question. Reading? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So what I do whenever I voice a character is the first thing I do is I, whatever's going on in my personal life or what's going on with me in general, that takes a back seat. And I just try to get to know that character and go into their shoes and imagine what they're going through. And while I'm doing that, I'm imagining how would I how would I react to the same situation if I were in their shoes? So it's almost like I, these characters that I voice, they kind of give me like, it sounds so cheesy, but it's almost like I learn like, it's like like the, the cartoons like Sailor Moon, like there's like a little like lesson learned with an episode or so. And it's like, every character has their own lesson. They have their own, they have their own something that they teach you and you walk away from. So I think every character is special that I voice because I take away something from them that I may not have thought um, mm-hmm. if I didn't meet these characters. And I see them almost like people in a way. It's like you meet someone and let's say like they impart their amazing wisdom on you. And it's like, oh my gosh, I didn't think about that. It's kind of like that, you know? It's kind of like that you take something away from with with that with you, with these kind of characters. I love that. It must be so hard if you know, like, do you ever know like if your character's gonna die or like they're not <gasps> gonna make it? I'd be like, oh, I can't. <sighs> we never find out no. until um until we get to that point. I haven't had a lot of characters that died. Surprise you with it. Oh, they want that like gut-wrenching emotion from you. Those oh, they want to feel it. They're like, oh, by the way, well, first, if it's an anime, they'll have us look at the scene. So we'll preview the scene. We'll watch it before we dub over it. And let's say if our character dies, like if it's Attack on Titan, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Because I'm like, that game was, that show's already like Game of Thrones to me. I can't pick a favorite. They will probably die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll find out the second like when we get into the booth like if they're showing us a video if it's an anime of our character unless they die it's like okay record this and I'm like are you serious they're 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 dead they're gonna die <laughs> and it, it's even harder because it's like you especially if you record them for so long 
because it's like you already get to know the character. You, you want to protect them. They're a precious bun that must be protected at all costs. And then when they die, it's like, oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I would feel so sad if I was, I, I'm sure, you, I'm sure you, you're familiar with the series, like Full Metal Alchemist. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was either the receiving character learning that the character I have the most dialogue with is going to die, or if I'm actually the character who... I mean, who's that? Mace Hughes. Yeah, Mace Hughes was one of the big character deaths. And, mm. and um, I think, who was the voice actor for that? I think it was Sunny Strait. I, I think so. Yeah. I'm curious to know how Sunny Strait does those video- does those um, characters. Because, like, for a while, he was also a, a major character death for a second. Um, mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z with Krillin. Because Krillin also, like, died. Yeah, um, he did. And that's when Goku had his, like, big transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, where everyone's like, whoa, Super Saiyan is real? <laughs> you know? Like, everybody dies on that show, and they always come back. I, I know. know. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> script, and you're just yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, it's an initial reaction. Yeah, it's their initial reaction where, like, it's like, you see in a script, oh, your character's dead. They're dying. It's like, wait a minute. I thought they were okay at, five, like, five minutes ago. Like, how are they dying? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be really sad like yeah I I would be because like yeah if you're putting your if you're immersing yourself to be that person to portray mm-hmm. that role then yeah I, I'm sure there's de- definitely genuine tears um though my question for you is another question I had is like I know with a couple of your roles um with um like the Final Fantasy 7 role as one I believe yeah did you know, because I think, did you say something to the fact the last time I, I spoke with you that you didn't know that you were doing Final Fantasy VII until later? Mm-hmm. So did you even, like, realize, like, who you were? Were you just kind of doing, like, a blind, like, okay, I guess I'll just read this off? Like, what was that like? Um, so um, that whole thing was interesting because something like Final Fantasy VII, something as big as that, they, uh, a lot of time, well, most of the time, they'll audition people to go out for roles, even like the minor roles that you think may be the smallest role. Um, they had me, they just called me in and said, hey, are you ready? Are you available this day at this time to come and record for this? Yeah, and they said, it's this big triple A secret game that we're not telling you the title of. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Roll sure. out of bed, Danielle, this is what we're doing, but we can't tell you shit. Right, Get right. the black man. So, get in the black man. <laughs> get in the black <laughs> <laughs> pretty much and so I get I, I, I get into the booth and um they didn't tell me uh for a while until I actually got into uh like the the, the recording booth at the mic and everything and they were just in the stand um they told me that um well first they showed me the picture of this character so that was like okay that could be anything it could be any game this is definitely clearly a game triple a game but what is it and so we get into the mic we go uh, the engineers like getting the microphone and all the stuff all set up and i hear the director talking about how um so here's her script and he had me look at it for a second and i'm like wait we see tifa and shinra <laughs> what other game has tifa and shinra it could be any game any game yeah <laughs> not final fantasy it can't be final fantasy right so then they're like oh um so this is for final fantasy and they were talking about how this character was like a friend of tifa and she needed uh cloud and tifa to do something for her and i'm like wait she's actually she knows tifa and 
that's like that's her homie that's her home girl right there and she needs her to take care of some dragon i'm like oh that's cool um yeah that was that was something <laughs> that was very unexpected <laughs> a lot of like ndas like being like you're not allowed to say shit until uh-huh. first promo do not say anything you see that black man you don't want to see it again <laughs> that's that's a good way to look at it it really uh, uh, the nda really is the black man like you don't want to say anything you don't want to mess with the black fan that's a great way to look at that <laughs> that's what i just think of like you know like here's an important mission you need to get go 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 like you know like those movies and shit like that then sorry i can't i just thought of the, the soldiers and toy when you're like go 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's great though no that is great i love that i'm gonna have to adopt that <laughs> So in this podcast, we also have a segment called Nerdy and Dirty. Yes. Um, we chose this week's topic to, usually this topic or this segment, we talk about sexual wellness and mm-hmm. like, you know, point out like small businesses and we talk about the healthy things or the funny things about, you know, sex or sexual overtones. Mm-hmm. So with you here with us on this episode, we're actually going to talk about anime inspired lingerie. Ooh, <laughs> I'm here for that. I'm here for it. Like, I'm going to start off with, like, my my take on this is, like, which anime characters you would think would have the best choices of lingerie, and then just to kind of, but of course, like, add in what your take is on, like, this whole subject in general is pretty broad, so, like, there's no rules. It's just discussion. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The first person I thought of was, um was Johnny from Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> Ooh. So I thought of this because, first yeah, of all, why? Johnny is underappreciated as a character. He is. I agree. He totally is. Because, sorry, Johnny's usually, like, even from, like, the old school one, you're just like, what's going on with his, like, red hair? I think it's really sexy if someone has, like, you know, super bright red hair, like, you know, the nice vest that shows you off, like, your whole chest cleavage. Abad Irene. <laughs> 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 You know, let's alter, let's alter the jeans here. So they don't have to be long, like boot cut jeans anymore. We can make them into nice little cheeky booty shorts, you know, and then just into being like, Ooh, I, that's cute. (laughs) Oh, that's like a whole new light on Johnny right there. It is a whole new light on Johnny's everyone. Whole new world. But he's not a loser. He's a winner. (laughs) Aw, I love that. That's sweet. Yeah, he's a winner that keeps tripping up. But that's how I feel. <laughs> um, so that was my first take. What about you, Kylie? Um, so I like because I'm old. <laughs> I was like old? because I'm old. I was like Princess Mononoke. <laughs> oh, right. You could, that's a great choice, right? Um, I was like the God of Death. I want, I want when he's all like deathed out. I want those pajamas. Okay. when it's because it kind of looks like a lava lamp so i see oh. a dark sheer kind of like um peplum top with like a little a like maybe a frilly skater skirt type all right, all right. two combo two-piece combo two-piece combo okay yes with two like piece the sheer two-piece and a biscuit like, oh yes you know like like fantasy okay. nighttime goth 
fantasy. You know, with the nice full moon out there. Yes. The nice freshness. Like if someone lights a candle, it's like forest fresh. Yes, and then like little forest patterns, like some little like fern. Would that be like with a gin and tonic? I think it would be refreshing. I like the outdoorsy. Yeah, it's more like yeah, camper chic girl, sexy. Yeah, camper chic though. That's gotta take off. I like the camper chic. Yeah, it's got it's 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 got a pandemic. That's gonna be the pandemic. Yes, that's perfect for the that's perfect for now. I want to be outdoors. You're you're more than six feet away from everyone else. Yes. Get your little it, fire going. Nothing sexier than like hearing the crackle of the fire, and you don't have to hear anyone coughing. That's perfect. That too. Yeah. It'd be nice. Isolation. That's that's 2021 fashion right there. That's that's exactly what that is. Right. Perfect. There's no knife play in this. Is there? I mean, there might. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Woodsman. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Daniel, do you have any takes? <laughs> oh my gosh, I because I have the hugest crush on her and I have not finished the game. Fran from FF12. All right. Um Fran. so I know she's got yeah, the bunny ears. I know she's got like a, a like like a beautiful outfit on already, but I'm imagining like garter belt, she's got like this like lacy kind of like lingerie kind of um oh my gosh. I had something in my head a second ago and now it's gone, but it's like Victoria's Secrets, but it's a little less like wire bra. There's no wire in here because you don't need that wire. <laughs> um, I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, I had an idea and then it left, but I love Ron. It's like, you know, the kind of like futuristic Playboy bunny look, Ooh. you know, like, Ooh. and like, you know, she's she's beautiful yeah like she like the nice dark skin and mm-hmm. like the hybrid look with the with the bunny and stuff like that yeah I I can't remember is she an archer in the game like I can't remember what her, her uh, I think was. so it's been a while I think she might have been okay something like that I just you said futuristic in my brain kind of reminds me of Mirko Mirko yeah she's yeah very Mirko yeah. I really oh, Marco's like another cute one. <laughs> I like Marco. I like I my the, hero. the Mega, the Meg, God, I can't say your name. Meg the Stallion looks. That's oh, like Megan the Stallion. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Aww. With like the nice, like, it, there's always like some, like a pair of pair, pair, pants, oh my God, jeans and like, like with a bikini top. Megan had a really good look one time where it looked very like effortless, where it was like just black bra. And with like a shirt over and she's like ah this is what i'm performing in like i thought she has the best fashion i love her style and love it absolutely she never and she's always on point when she comes out like there's never i haven't seen a single time she wasn't on point when she comes out it's like okay megan doesn't miss (laughs) she's here to work she's not here to play (laughs) did you see the grammy performance when yes oh people complained about it it's like oh my gosh but why? There's no reason. It was. There's no reason. They're no hating. Reason from start to finish, it was flawless. So flawless. Beautiful. Beautiful. I loved it. I personally loved it. Yeah. You can't coordinate with. Okay. So there's already choreographers, right? Or mm-hmm. there's already dancers that happen. You know, who are supposed to kind of feed off of the performer in general. But like to coordinate with visuals at the beginning. Right. 
was so intense and it was just like so perfectly done and then like the bed scene the bed scene wasn't even oh yeah I was like did they forget like everything Madonna's ever done like what I know and it's like did you guys forget many many like let's say go let's go decades it's like there this was beautiful Madonna what she did that was uh, okay why don't you talk why don't you call them that out like come on yeah even I was here for it I was here for it it's like yes yeah even like our Kelly sympathizer should just not talk because yes we're doing the most yes. nasty nasty things on stage I'm like <laughs> there yeah. was a time where he was doing something weird with the microphone in his crotch and then like someone retweet or retweeted it and was like yeah that guy needs to go to jail <laughs> yeah <laughs> immediately I love that oh gosh <laughs> He was just like grinding on him, like, dude, what are you doing? Kids are watching this. It's Nickelodeon. Kids are, yeah. <laughs> Everyone can see this. Like, it's come on. <laughs> yeah. What Megan and Cardi did was like nothing. Yeah. So that was nothing. Was nothing at all. Like a pole setup. That was just like, it, it, it's WAP. Like, right. It's right. Like, <laughs> WAP. 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 It's, it's a WAP. WAP or WAP. I like WAP. 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 I, maybe it is WAP. <laughs> not wap, but it could be wap. <laughs> I was when when all the outreach came of that from the Grammys there's this one video I saw and I knew it wasn't anything related to but I guess someone tried to parody this one video of this lady she's like um I guess she's talking to her kids about originally the videos about her talking to kids about like how do you model your kids from watching the wrong things and someone's like when this person's mom so when, when someone's mom sees their kid watching uh the wap wap video and they're like oh I don't know what to do with my child it's like really really <laughs> really come on <laughs> like honestly um regardless of your child's gonna watch it or not your child's gonna figure out a way of how like they're gonna find a way to watch stuff you know how right. many dumb little kids were trying to find the bootleg version of two girls one cup like, ah! we didn't want to see it but we wanted to know you know and we found a way to figure out how to find it mm-hmm. like we're not proud of this but it's happened it's <laughs> happened it even goes to like and I shouldn't be saying this by well when I was younger and around that time I was like nudity's bad don't look at naked people and we would get to the channels where you know you, you can't watch it it's paper this playboy it's like that weird wobbly I'm gonna date myself it was wobbly and it was like green little technicolor like things and it's like I think I see a boob there well, what's that little thing and then you try to decipher it's like one of those little mind puzzles it's like what's that so they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna find a way you know come on <laughs> there's so much you can say like hey kid I prefer if you didn't watch that right and it's like whether if they're like okay mom or okay dad it's like whatever they do on their own time they're gonna figure out a way I'm not saying like we're opening up the floodgates yeah watch stuff but like you know we we're all guilty of like staying up super late at night trying to catch <laughs> south park or like late at night trying to catch some adult swim uh-huh that's where a lot of us weeby kids like got our like roots was not just tsunami but trying to stay up late to watch some inuyasha yes one in the morning one in the morning and there were some questionable things about the first couple episodes of inuyasha too like oh. there was titties they were like, oh so like I mean Inuyasha is a great show but yeah like you can't you can't hide shit that's already aired on tv or mm-hmm. whatever, you know especially if they're trying to do it for ratings and now it's like for internet things like it's about clicks and views so uh-huh. 
people aren't going to be like, oh, I'm thinking about the children while they are trying to make money with whatever it is. Like kids yeah. are that one way or another. And it's mm-hmm. to educate them on the material instead of being right. like, oh, that. yucky. <laughs> <laughs> this nerdy and dirty segment, like, ran way off the way. I just want to get one question in first. Because you're a voice actor, I want yes. to know, is there a character that you would use in the bedroom? Or have you had requests Excuse for people me? to do? Yes, I want Oh, no! my God. I'm now this okay let me say one thing i'll answer your question this is the first time <laughs> in the history of ever that i have been asked that question oh gosh there's just too many there's too many ladies there's too many ladies it's hard to choose oh my god it's so hard to choose probably okay probably i know a lot of people i think would go for esha for Megan Mention Neptunia, just because she is, uh, so a game like that, um, Neptunia has a thing where they do parody, like let's say the Xbox or like E3, they have different parodies. This character is a parody of Square Enix and she kind of has this thing, I don't want to spoil too much of her, but she has this one story where she has two people in her. There's one for Esha and that's for like, like kind of Square Soft and then Isha is for Square Enix. so they have this thing where it's like before they had the Square Enix merger, they kind of hint at what happened to Squaresoft with her tragic backstory. And now she's got two people. And it's like, I like the way you did that. But all people like her. Um, I think I would probably for the bedroom have um, Amira from uh, Monster Prom. She's cute. She's cute. We can work around the flames of her hair. We can. I was gonna say she's a little hot situation. She's a little spicy. She's a little hot. Yeah. <laughs> I think it could work somehow. <laughs> somehow. We'll make it work. We'll make it work. Yeah. Make right. It work. Right. If it's meant to be, it will work. <laughs> it will. It with the snaps. It will work. <laughs> On my show, Kylie, what are you doing? I'm like, we talked about this. We're not. This is fun. I love this. This is fun. I'm like, I, I, I was know. hoping to close off this segment just being like, okay, so last lingerie item would be Waka from Ted. Waka. <laughs> That's great. Sorry, I just. It's like when people think of like lingerie inspired things, like I'm sure everyone's like, oh, you're thinking of that girl from Gurren Lagann, or you're thinking about like, you know, Ryoko from uh, Kill La Kill, but I'm over mm-hmm. here like, no, let's, let's pull out these Square Enix boys. Let's go Waka. <laughs> oh, there was a lot of cute Square Enix boys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, there are two. There's one that I won't bring up because it's kind of sad. He's not here anymore. It was Final Fantasy XIV. These are both Final Fantasy XIV boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I make it like they're, they're like real people, but they were in my heart. <laughs> there was one guy um, that I'd love to see in like lingerie and his name is, um, how am I blanking? How am I blanking? Oh my gosh. I called him the mommy, the mommy of, of FF14. And I can't remember his name, but he was with this character named Thane Cred. And um, I can't remember his name. It's, it, now it's bothering me. But he, he was like this elf, this cute elf in like, sexiness 14 yeah oh my god i can't remember his name but he showed up from like the beginning to like the current um it's not hope is it no it's not hope 
So this is gonna be um, Final Fantasy fourteen. I hate that I forgot his name. I'm over here trying to like quickly look it up on Google. <laughs> you know, what? I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look with you actually, because now it's actually bothering me. I don't know I if it's like anybody. a normal. What's up? I was like, I can't save anybody. <laughs> no, it's a, it's it's good. I don't know if it's like normal, but you know, like um, whenever I get like. Uh, try to think of a name and then like I can't think of it and it starts bothering me it's like wait a minute let me look because it's like there but it's not I can't it's not registering I it's remember like as soon as it's no longer relevant like I'll hang up the phone and then remember the yep I'm like ah that's how it always happens like oh that's what they're that's what it was or at two in the morning <laughs> it'll ping into my brain when I'm trying to be <laughs> Yeah, no, every time right. I'm on the spot about anything, everyone's like, so what was the name of that thing? Or what is that thing called? And I'll sit there and like forget the name of an HDMI. Oh, phone. yeah. <laughs> so, like, no. The thing, you put the thing in the thing. You know, the thing that you put in your car to start it? Your car key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, car, car key. It's like, oh, yeah, it's car key, yeah. <laughs> is it this character? <gasps> Wait, I found his name. Wait, who is? Oh, that's a, uh, uh, oh gosh, what is that? Wait, I know, Alpha No. Oh no, I found his name. I found his name. Ariange. Ah, that sounds even. That's the guy. <laughs> that's the guy I can see in really, really nice, like, 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 I can't even see box. I see like nice, fancy silk briefs on him. Like, he would be fancy. He's already, he's already fancy in the game, but I could see like this kind of bougie, kind of, kind of lingerie fashion going on he's like high quality yes Hades from Laura Olympus style Hades from Laura Olympus yeah he's very like, like the same thing silky but like super classy everything on his grown man smooth yes. and silky yes mm-hmm. would the colors be like white and a pastel blue I could see more of like a like a like a lavender like a like a light kind of soft lavender mm. um oh my gosh all i can think of is his face <laughs> <laughs> well, i mean that's what happens when we're daydreaming right we just this is true to that person not the name well like the mind goes to the face and then like everything else just kind of comes afterward but yeah <laughs> that's how that works yeah like, <laughs> that's how that works yeah. <laughs> oh my god Whew. Yeah, sometimes, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I cannot. I cannot. I, I usually have, like, my third. I know. That's what it is. Yeah. All right. Let's <laughs> go into our just dirty. dirty. Let's end the dirty. We're no longer dirty. We're closing that out. Um, oh, bye-bye, dirty. <laughs> bye-bye, dirty. Now we're <laughs> I actually wanted to talk about this uh, new series I just watched uh, that's on Netflix called High Rise Evasion. Um, oh I've heard about that one yeah so I uh started watching I actually finished it and I won't give any spoilers for those who are working through it but um basically the con the context is like a post-apocalyptic like realm where uh you are out to survive basically and there's these characters that are out to try to kill you um but not human they're being controlled by kind of like this mask so there's these there's a there's a masked person that or not kill they they actually try to influence you to commit suicide so there is oh. a suicide um trigger warning the show does talk about or show cases of suicide mm. um, because they're supposed to drive the people who are non-masks uh to the point of suicide 
so oh, wow. I thought it was really interesting because this anime I feel like in a way parodies anime because <laughs> <laughs> there's some there's some tendencies like so like there's the like the, the standard like there's a school girl and she's like what is going on I'm flustered <laughs> for a school girl and like you know all that stuff but and then uh, she runs into like you know the hard edge schoolgirl. Oh, so the like, tropes are really strong. Yeah, yeah, the tropes are really strong. I like when shows do that. It's kind of like, hey, here's our parody. Um, those tend to be like really fun shows to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I'd yeah. probably watch that. There was one scene where it's like you have kind of like the strong, like pink-haired uh, character that kind of like that kind of takes control of the room, kind of like a washu type of power from like uh Tenchi Muyo she's like very like busty and of like course. very curvy and like we're all thinking it like you know the pervy people who are watching the show are all thinking like oh my <laughs> god why are her tits just so overly active and then like <laughs> one character that literally sticks his face in her boobs and was like this gives me comfort and you're just screaming as the person watching the show because you're like we're all thinking this and we're all thinking right it's like they do what you're thinking they they're 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 showing what you're thinking and it's telling they're kind of like some this is what you're thinking and this is how we're gonna show it and you're like oh my gosh like how they get into my head like they know what i'm thinking and if they're it's like oh my gosh <laughs> shock value is absolutely real in the show because you're over here thinking like they're not going to do that because you're like you said you're, you're thinking you're thinking as a person watching the show like, mm -hmm. that could happen but you know that's not going to happen because that's stupid writing and then it happens you're like <laughs> yeah <laughs> what the what the f so it went from like a show being like very like trigger warning centric to like mm -hmm. that was actually hilarious so <laughs> it, it i recommend it i i would probably give it like an eight out of ten um but also what was fun was like while i was watching the show like i went from listening to it in English and I listen to the Japanese voice acting and there's also other options like um, listening to it in French and listening to it Ooh. in Spanish. So there's like, I think there's like six different dubs that you can nice. out, which is much different than a lot of other anime where yeah, you only get like two prolific. or one. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. So that's my take on anime this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like I wanted to go into more detail, but if you guys haven't watched it yet, like I don't want to like spoil anything for you. So, um, but uh, yeah, like uh, I don't know, Daniel. Do you have any takes on like shows that we should look into watching or anything like that? Um, it's not an anime, but it's on Netflix. Um, I don't know if that counts. Maybe I should yeah, go like for anime. Okay, there's a show that I love, and and I'm sad that I finished so quickly. Um, so my girlfriend and I watched a show called Alice in Borderland on Netflix recently and I, I don't want to give anything away but that show is it's a ride it's a time um so it starts off with like three boys like not boys boys <laughs> three boy I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep on saying boys <laughs> so they're like three young men boys <laughs> they um uh, they're pretty much like oh, I don't know what to do with my life when one of them is focused on three boys in the beginning and not giving anything away um Things happen in the show, but it starts off with three young men and they're like, let's go outside and hang out and like do all this stuff. And, and it was just like supposed to be like a random day in Tokyo. And then all of a sudden they all, for some reason, share, go into a bathroom and they all share the same stall together. And it's like, oh, where are we going here? Okay. And then it's when it, when it goes from really noisy in the bathroom to all of a sudden there's no noise. Everything's quiet. Mm -hmm. And they're like, 
why is it so quiet? And they leave the bathroom stall and then they're walking out to the bathroom and they see the entire city just empty. No one's in the city anymore. It's all empty. No one, they don't, these three guys don't know what happened, where everyone went and why it's so quiet. And pretty much the show is like, kind of, I want to say it's kind of like Battle Royale, the movie, because what they do is um, later on find out that um, in, they're in another dimension, I guess that's how you, it is in like another dimension. And they have to take on these like different tasks or games. They have to participate in games and they're like card games. Like, oh, we have like, uh, like, like a king of tens or like a queen of, uh, of eights or something like that. But they have to play these games and if they don't play them, oh, and they have visas. So their visas, they're like three days long and they will run out if they don't play these games. So when they run out, they die. Um, yeah, it's, it's insane. And, um, so like the whole town is just basically scarce and they have to find clues to get out. Do they have to fight their way out? Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. So there's certain games where there's like a, a, a guy and like a, like a, I think it was like a dog mask or a pig mask. And he's literally like going around killing people trying to escape and they have to do in the time limit too so let's say it's like an hour long get a survive for an hour or if you got it you got to go find some key or something within like four hours or there's a there's a there's one where they have to do like a clue thing and it's like who killed this woman who's the witch who did it and it's like it definitely it's one of those things where it's like if you have friends in this if if you're character and you have friends in this show it's like you're afraid of your friends you don't know who to trust it's almost like every man woman for themselves um it's interesting and i didn't no, expect exactly to... like high rise evasion it's just it's what like... really oh gosh now almost sounds like a very similar premise like where it's like there's people wearing masks those people mm-hmm. wearing the masks are dangerous is uh, this like you're a trying to survive i think societal this is... commentary thing because you have like among us oh yes i feel like this is just a lot of people's anxieties manifesting and i also feel like there's a lot there's a huge like trope with like you know the downfall of community and the downfall of society and mm-hmm. like you know like the purge right the purge is the only right. similar where like you know people are wearing masks to not show their identity but to take away the humanity from them mm-hmm. to, to scare I mean in these stories like there's always going to be main characters where you're going to be invested in watching right but like there's always like a sense of like by masking somebody it takes away who that person is and like you're no longer a human you're just Mm. somebody who's out to kill or you're out to survive everybody else like it's it's a very very dark thing that cult like media in general has been writing a lot of stories for Mm -hmm. Um, like bird boxes well not bird box wasn't exactly the same thing but bird box is also very similar where it's just like people who are just out to hurt you Mm mm-hmm but something to overtake them to over to kind of possess them or take away again. But, mm. you know. What's up, Kylie? What's up, uh. <laughs> Just mirroring reality, you know. Um, there's just been like so much heavy, heavy things happening in the world in the news. Yeah. You know, you're seeing a lot of hate crimes ramping up against um, our Asian brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. and um, like in a space like the one where we occupy um I know personally like I have family members who are Asian I have family members who are Korean Japanese Chinese Mm -hmm. Vietnamese you know all of these people who have been in my life and 
it's like you see reality mirroring art sometimes and um it's just scary when you can't tell yeah yeah and like like many of us I'm sure many of us we um, when we see stuff like, like you know anything negative um and it's just you know negative 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 you want to escape from that and you turn to media you turn to let's say video games or tv shows or anime try to find some sort of comfort and then when you find something that's relatable to how what like what's going on and everything it's like oh my gosh you're invading my comfort space you know it's um and I think that show kind of invaded it (laughs) Alison Brown kind of I loved it but I think it kind of invaded my comfort space in that way with like oh it's 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 wild it's it's yeah, it's, it's definitely been. Yeah, it's definitely wild. Um, I was thinking about the whole like taking away. I'm still kind of stuck on the whole like the human thing, um, mm. where now that I'm thinking about it, like I just it just dawned on me. Like I'm sure like that throughout this whole pandemic, right? That there has been a a what's the word I'm looking for there is a duality between those who are taking responsibility and, you know, wearing their masks, saying six mm-hmm. feet away. And then there's the other side of it. There are people the who anti-maskers. are- anti-maskers. Like the anti-maskers yeah. are what we've all been calling no-maskers. And mm-hmm. I, I can feel the cultural shift of when we see somebody who's not wearing a mask that there is kind of a sense of internal rage um, and not seeing that person as a human anymore, but seeing as a person, as someone who is a traitor, um, which is very, very interesting. Um, Especially with like a lot of shows that are like, you know, put on the mask to take away the human, but now Mm. society is like the opposite where we see somebody without the mask and we see them as like, not not as human, but also kind of saying that if they can't see the human in other people, what makes them just as human as Mm. them? responsibility and try to keep everybody alive yeah I had read an interesting article that had um equated the no masking with people who are more likely to be white supremacists Mm. because the whole idea behind the rationale of not wearing a mask is that your personal discomfort outweighs the betterment of the health of people around you Mm -hmm. and so you can be so self-centered and if you can put yourself above other people like that that they say that these people are most likely um the individuals who will just not care um, yeah aren't white or not care and who are will target others to make themselves um feel more empowered Mm -hmm. yeah wow i didn't think it was gonna make that turn oh i'm sorry (laughs) no it's fine that no that's 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 deep i haven't thought of it like that before it's It's so deep on my mind a lot um Mm -hmm. where's we're we're in san jose we're close to san francisco um Mm -hmm. like i said you know my family's asian these hate crimes affect everyone you know half my family's in hawaii growing up you know a lot of my teachers a lot of the people that were just in my community were asian Mm -hmm. um and it's just you know polynesian as as well it's and then you have this divide um, where you know people will try to separate the communities, um, and I have seen that rhetoric pushed a lot. And I was just like, yeah. I don't see it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. 
all these people who are trying to say that, you know, Asians and, and black communities don't belong together. It's just like, what are you talking about? Our culture yeah. intermingled for so long. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's weird. Like I have noticed that people are trying to pit like the black community against the Asian community. Yeah. When really the, the actual issue is just white supremacy. Like, yes. Right. And it's not even yeah. like it's white people directly being like, Oh, so you know, you're black. I'm just going to tell you that that Asian person sucks over there across the street. They're not saying that. It's just this whole thing of like prioritizing white skin. Yeah, the history in this country, um, they had, you know, how to be the model immigrant, which Uh was for a long time, people who are of Asian communities. And that's, this is just how, you know, divide and conquer works. You know, you make community feel like they have to fight against another one when we all should just be uniting. Right. You know, when we're united there's no stopping us. And I have mm-hmm. seen some um, beautiful outreach here um, within our communities. Um, I follow a page is like anti-racist um, page for San Jose. And it's like, this is just on Facebook and people are posting things that they're doing in their communities um, to stand mm-hmm. up for one another. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is just, um, you know, don't be passive. If you mm-hmm. see somebody targeting someone, don't just stand by. Um, you know, we all fight for each other. You know? mm-hmm. And we all have to do our part too. Um, I know a lot of people will say, uh, I don't know what to do. And, and, and you know, um, I don't, I don't, it, I think it's, there's a show that I used to watch a long time ago. I think it was called, What Would You Do? And it was on uh, ABC and the host's name was John Quinones. And he would have just like, just a good example of this. Uh, he would have random actors like, cause these random outbursts in public and um they would they would actually act around real people that just let's say they're in a restaurant and they're just kind of eating her food and um there's this one for example this black lady she uh brought her kid to the store this grocery store and there's this uh woman actress who was like you you know like you know uh she was saying something about how that's not really her kid because she's black and this kid is white or something like that and people just weren't coming up, coming up and like defending her. And it's like, this is your problem too. Like, this isn't like, just because it's not affecting you directly doesn't mean that it, it's, it's not something that you, you shouldn't be going into. Like, hey, I'm going to defend you. I'm going to, I'm going to tell this person like, Hey, this isn't, this isn't what you're, this, what you're doing is not right. And I think people are just, they just don't, I guess it's the whole, like, confrontation thing just people don't if it doesn't pertain to them that it's none of their business yeah but it is it is our business yeah I think as a defense mechanism and you know growing up with my mom and like having a black stepdad like it, there was always the talk of like minding your own business has always been ingrained um and I think that's just a defense mechanism that mm-hmm. was culturally put in but you know minding your own business isn't always the answer um especially when you are when you happen to be you know like what Kylie's saying is like if you're being passive and not taking action um for somebody's sake then that allows the person who is the aggressor in the situation get away with it more and it enables Mm -hmm. other people who are also the aggressor um yeah like I the bystander effect is real Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is many, many studies on people getting hurt in the streets and other people are just like, you know, driving by it and, or walking by. And it's even the same thing with like, you know, if, so for example, like not to toot my own horn, but mm-hmm. you know, if 
if I see somebody stuck in the middle of a road and they have their hazards on and they're trying to, to, you know, get out of the road, I'm going to try, if, if I, if time permits, I'm going to get out of my car and I'm going to mm. help them push the vehicle out of the way. Um, but you know, there's also the other side of where there's other people who are like, fuck this shit. Like this yeah. is inconveniencing me. I'm yeah. going around the car. I don't care what that person's going through because I need to prioritize myself, which is usually, it's not as like vile as that, but like, there are some people who are just like, I don't want any part of this because this mm-hmm. is not my story. Like was yeah. my, what is my actions going to do? And really mm-hmm. It's actually just showing how divided our community is when we're working together better. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's absolutely the same thing with, um, with seeing injustice. I'm seeing a lot more people, which, which what's really empowering these days is like having a camera immediately ready with Mm -hmm. cell phones. Like I know there are some laws of certain States that there is this whole like dumb, like two, two party consent rule, but really it's like, if you, if, if someone's committing a crime and being the aggressor, uh, to somebody who has been unconditionally like uh, has been is not even an issue essentially um there's always like evidence there's easy evidence to collect and say like yeah sure yeah, I didn't get your permission to record this but you are attacking that person and I have it on video so mm-hmm. uh, you can sue me for recording this but like how much trouble are you going to get by showing that you are being the dick in the situation mm-hmm which is really nice. Um, so I feel like there's more people who feel empowered these days uh, because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like before, I'm sure it was easy to just brush it off and say, that's not my problem because that part yeah. doesn't even feel like they have power. You yeah. Know? I was going to say um, that that's a big thing. It's like when you don't feel like you have the power yourself to actually change things and you stop taking action, but every single one of us has the power to affect the world around us. We can all mm-hmm. do something. And I think it just reminds me um, at work, we had a thing where it was like, what's the best piece of advice that you had gotten? And somebody told me, um, do it scared. You know, we all move through life and we're all doing things and um, Mm -hmm. you never know what's going to happen. It's unexpected. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you come across a situation and you're really just scared because you don't know what's happening. You don't want to involve yourself, but it's like, sometimes you just have to do, do it anyway, you know, Mm -hmm. It also conditions you to be better the next time, you know, like right. and you're, you're fumbling over your words or you're like, oh shit, was this the right thing? Then it, uh-huh. it improves your judgment for next it, Yeah. And it mentally like stimulates like your growth and like just, you know, everything. And like, it, it makes you think like, you know, it, and it's not about, you know, seeing it as, oh, I'm going to better, I'm a better person for doing this. It's something that um, I'm going to be dorky for a second. It's going back to Final Fantasy. Um, there was a quote that I got from FF9, Final Fantasy 9, and I, I kind of use it and take it with me where I go when I'm about to help somebody. You don't need a reason to help somebody. Right. You really don't. And I, whenever I see someone that, that you know, let's say, like, let's say their books fell and they, wanna, they need help for that, or let's say someone's being bullied or picked on, um, I think of that quote immediately. This it's like instinct. And then I go help that person. I think if more people kind of think about, this is not about you. You're not, don't think of yourself as a hero. Think of yourself as this is something that you should do naturally to right. help others. Yeah. There shouldn't be, the world a, be a better place. Reward or participation trophy for just doing right. the right thing. Yeah. Just do mm-hmm. it because that helps 
that helps bond people better together. Mm-hmm. That makes us stronger as a society in general. Right. It's such a small thing. It really can ripple into something that's bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, we are actually getting to kind of the closing parts of today's episode. Um, Danielle, such a thoughtful conversation. Oh my yes, gosh, thank, thank you. you. I thank you for having me. This is so much fun. I I I'm having a blast talking with you both, and uh, just this is great. Thank you. If <laughs> has any artistic um, motivation, Danielle, to create lingerie for the stated characters that we mentioned <laughs> right here, Danielle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> up and post it on your on 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 the internet with the hashtag Lady Flirts. I'm just joking. <laughs> 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 we do that. Danielle. We're like, wait, wait, are they really joking? Let me make some fan art. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Danielle, where can folks find you? Um, so I'm on Twitter a lot, uh, probably a little too much. Um, I, my Twitter is at Danielle MCBO. I do have an Instagram. I don't use it as often, but I probably should. And it's at Danny Voxray, uh, D-A-N-I-V-O-X-R-A-E. I almost forgot to spell that for a second. And I believe there's a game coming out, um, on Friday, it's called It Takes Two. And I was going to stream that with my girlfriend on Friday, and we're going to have some wine and just stream it. Um, I have a Twitch channel at Danielle McRae One. I have not streamed for, I think it's been a year or almost a year. Um, times have been hard. <laughs> right, COVID. Welcome back. COVID, Welcome yes. Back. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you heard the girl. Yeah. So, you know. Go on, go on Twitter, follow, follow Danielle there. Uh, that's where most of her Twitter fingers are there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plus, I mean, you're legit famous and people can Google you and find out. <laughs> Great. You top notch content. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Check this out- was. Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, I, I was about to say I had a wonderful time here and, and I'd love to come back. I love talking to both of you. Yeah. <laughs> this um, is this is fun. I love this. Yeah. And for those who are listening, this is probably like maybe the third or fourth time I, I had Danielle hang out. Uh the first time I think was through Mag West as Daisy. Yes. That was such a wonderful weekend. And it was very, oh, that was great. Yeah, it was a very challenging weekend too, because that was our first virtual con. So that in itself, like Danielle, thank you so much for being flexible and just, you know, contributing to the weekend and playing folks and doing, you know, all the, all the goodness that you could do. Um, and, and so that was just, cause on my end, I'm over here, like, ah, schedule, ah, like streaming, but what, like, (laughs) cause streaming was so foreign to me at the time. And so I'm like, all I have to do is just talk to the guests and tell them what's going on and ask <laughs> telling everybody what to do. I'm like, I don't even know if I'm confident in doing this. <laughs> well, it everything everything turned out amazing. I even when I wasn't on and doing panels, I would watch the entire show on Twitch and I'm like, they're killing it. Everybody who was working behind the scenes, including you, Veronica, killing it. Yeah. You did great. All of you did great. Yeah, we, we absolutely, like, that was very successful virtual event. So, like, I was grateful for everybody involved. Um, and same thing with you, Danielle. I'm so gra- glad that you were there. Thank well. you. Um, but, yeah, like, I'm looking forward to always having more conversations with you. Um, yeah, of course. I'd love, I'd love to have more conversations with both, with both of you. And it was great meeting you. 
<laughs> wonderful yeah. meeting you. Wonderful <laughs> meeting you. I'm like, we need to have just a voice clip section where we just do fun voices. For yes. People. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> Your challenges or something. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, as a heads up for those who are listening to the show, I did ha- I did have a call to action uh, planned uh, for John Chen's grandmother. She was actually an assault victim in San Francisco for and definitely uh, part of the whole um, hashtag Stop Asian Hate. She was an older uh, Asian woman attacked. Uh, so I had a call to action link uh, ready to go, but it turns out that from the $50, 50 grand that was requested, she has over exceeded in her goal for having over 800,000 yes. That makes and me happy. On top of that, she whooped that boy's ass. Yes. <laughs> she whooped that boy's that ass. Guy, so the guy who attacked her ended up in the stretcher. Yes, <laughs> he did. Yes, he did. And she's literally just going off like this man punched me in the face. I beat him stiff. I beat his ass. He's in the yes. And she's still killing it yeah she's still covering at home and as a serious situation yes like I'm glad that Mm -hmm. she's doing well but also on the back end like me watching and seeing that boy roll up in the stretcher I'm like I'm so glad you kicked that boy's ass I'm so happy when I saw that video I'm like go girl you go girl girl yeah that just puts a lot of strength and also definitely uh, discourages anybody else who thinks it's okay to beat up uh, helpless people on the street. So mm-hmm. uh, that, guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yes. Yes. And congratulations to John Chen's grandmother. I hope you have a very <gasps> yay. Um, but yeah. Um, thanks to our, those who are listening to today's episode of Lady Blurred Sings the Blues featuring Danielle McRae. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, our original home SoundCloud, and now YouTube. We're publishing. <gasps> as you see so um you'll you guys will you guys will see that coming up very shortly um of course those who also listen to the sister podcast on cast and drive which is just an exclusive uh one-on-one interviews with sometimes being an uh, artist near and far uh, you, that will be under the same playlist spotify playlist and sound and soundcloud playlist as lady Blair sings the blues but yeah this is your girl sometimes be kylie too smart and i hope you guys have a wonderful week later bye Thank <laughs> you.